0: Welcome to another episode of Blighty Talks Bricks. This is, this is a first, actually. Uh, my guest today is my first female guest. I'm very proud of that in the, in the property industry. I said to you that I struggle, Steve Blight struggles with his mental wellbeing, and you immediately said to me, well, I don't like that word. I prefer the word emotion. That's what would have been said back in the generation, and oh, know, he's mental. And then back in that day, we then think they're a fruit loop, a nutcase. I looked into that mirror and and like you say, I I really didn't like what I saw. And and that was my behavior patterns that were irrational, Mm. unfair. As long as you recognize you've got a problem, there is help, Mm. but until you recognize that,
1: It's the awareness, Carl, you know there's great podcasts out there and I know it can be boring but just the more um, sort of armed we are with any challenge that we're dealing with personally or with somebody we love, the more educated you are on it, the more you're going to be able to sit in a really sort of present state with that person, you know we're always going to get into battles, it's going to happen, you're not normal if you don't but just don't bite. They are cared for, they have the best medical care, they have the best medical teams, security, uh, Team's horseback, team security. It is the most beautiful place on earth. You go there and you just feel you'd love it. I've done some cold therapy with them there in an old retro tub in the middle of this most beautiful space with rhinos in the background. so that's probably my most memorable.
0: Welcome to another episode of Blighty Talks bricks. Um, this is this is a first, actually. Uh, it's a first because, uh, my guest today is my first female guest, and um, I'm, I'm very proud of that. In the in the property industry, most of the people against the grain, uh, most of the pe- people I've worked with are females, and it's it's always a pleasure to work with females. Um, I, I always enjoy their company, and I think they've got a great understanding of commercial business, which is something that's underrated. But uh, so I'm really uh, excited to have my first female guest. I'm also nervous Um, and I'm also super excited because I'm not really sure where this conversation is going to go but I know we're going to have a blast and have a great time. My guest is the very very delightful Anna Origoff. Anna, welcome.
1: Thank you. I feel really um, quite honoured to be your first female. Well it was
0: um, chosen um, because I think what we're going to touch on um, is important and um, for our viewers that are actually watching you'll be seeing that I'm sitting in um something that uh indoors looks a bit out of place but this is my lovely um warm coat that i put on when i get out of my cold water tub at home
1: they're like so, duvets aren't they
0: they are like yeah. duvets they're very soft duvets with pockets well you, you mentioned about pockets just as i was putting it on there is i don't really normally put only my gloves because my hands get cold yeah, and yeah my well, feet get cold. i know i know um but uh and, and maybe what i should be concentrating in is my breathing which i'm not Believe it or not, I'm not very good at breathing. So um, that's why I'm excited to talk to you because this is what you specialize in. Yeah. Um, But really what brought my attention to you, other than is, obviously I know your husband. Yeah. Um, But really what brought my attention to you was, I read a quote, and I hope this quote is right. Your ambition is to help people find calm, happiness, and balance in their work, relationships, and in life.
1: Mm.
0: And um, hello. I need a bit of help <laughs> so uh, you know what
1: we all do if we're honest i think it's um i think one of the greatest things i've learned with my work is it's given me that sense of freedom to use my voice to share a bit of my story to i think we are we we get lost in the chaos of life and that's what i mean i say I, I want to be sort of almost just that hand to help you find a bit of calm amongst the chaos and I think having these open conversations is um, refreshing for people. You know, I think we're not—we no. are getting better at it. But I think for me, it's given me a sense of freedom. This is how I am. This is my, what I've been through, and this is how I'm going to help you. And I think that makes me more relatable.
0: How, when when did you realise that a you wanted to do this, or, or when was the time that you felt actually? I don't know if it comes from confidence or from a, a, a place of not maybe not being in a good place, but you felt that you could say, do you know what, this is what I am. This is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to talk about it.
1: Probably about five years ago, it's just before lockdown. Um, I was reading or listening to a podcast about breath work, and I, you know, probably like with a lot of people, I thought breathing. Come on, we're doing it naturally. It's an automatic function of the body. But then when I start to look back on. You know my experiences with anxiety and the impact of um dysfunctional breathing on the body so when we're anxious we can we're hyperventilating and you know if anyone listening is struggling with anxiety or had it you get pins and needles you get really locked in your head you feel lots of physical symptoms and i never had anyone say to me throughout 20 years of if you want to call it self-exploration How you're breathing, you're not breathing properly. So we can't change the chaos that's happening externally that is making us anxious or the thoughts. But what we can do is we can calm down what's happening within the body. So when we're like this all the time, that's stressful. That's going to create. That's going to really impact our body. So for me, I listened to this podcast and I thought, "Wow, this the penny sort of dropped. I want to learn. I want to learn about this. I want to learn about the science." not just lay on a mat and feel the benefits, I want to understand what's happening physiologically in the body when we breathe properly. So I first trained with pranayama breathwork, which is more the sort of ancient practice, sort of the more yogic, but still really powerful. And then I went on to train as an oxygen advantage um, coach about two years ago, which is a little bit more science-based, it's really sort of rising into sort of the the public eye and becoming really recognized and Patrick McEwen, the founder of that who um, leads from the front with that one he's really making inroads into helping people really believe the power of breathwork and how important it is it, it, it is interesting because um you know many many moons ago I wanted to be
0: a professional golfer and one of my golf coaches out randomly said oh don't forget you know concentrate on your breathing mm. and it was like I, I I was dumbstruck at the time mm. and and i don't and and i I don't think I do it well i mean i don't mm. breathe in, breathe out, et cetera, but it definitely does help mm. especially when you're in, in going back to getting into cold water yeah, takes your breath away um it definitely does help when you're anxious mm. but how did did you just wake up one day and go i want to do that
1: no it's gradual i mean i I like to listen to a lot of um Things that I can learn from for me, you know, primarily it was for me firstly, because I found I was grasping externally too much. Therapists, counsellors, immersive retreats, and I'm not talking champions, I'm talking Hoffman process. quite, I did that and that was almost like spiritual disembowelment, but it, it opened me up you know it made me um really look inside myself so you know and i can't talk too much about that cause, you know anyone who wants to do it, it's sort of like the secret thing you don't say too much but that really helped me but i think it was um a gradual process but then when i heard this particular podcast i can't remember what it was called but I, it was more about the science and what's happening in the body and i thought this this is what i need this this is where And I remember saying to my husband for years, so I'm sort of backtracking, but I said, why am I the one out of all my family? We've all had sort of similar part of upbringings. Why am I the one who's doing all this self-exploration? Why am I the one who's feeling things more, it seems, on the surface? He said, you're not. They're just blocking it. Well, I I was going to say, I mean, it's... um,
0: I go back to when I was growing up, um, you know, where we're recording this from the studio today in Shoreditch, um, is three minutes from where I was born, four minutes from my first junior school, and four minutes from my first senior school. Mm-hmm. If you'd said to, if we could go back in time and said to my my father and his brothers and some uh, my uncles and men didn't show emotion. Mm. It, it, if they did, it, it, it wasn't a good thing. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing when I when I spoke to you a couple of days ago just to talk about today, there was one thing you made a really good point. You pulled me up on it and you made a really good point to me that struck with me. And, and, and if I can have your blessing, I'd like to use it going yeah, forward. Go ahead. I said to you that I struggle, mm. Steve Blight struggles with his mental wellbeing. Mm. And you immediately said to me, well, I don't like that word. I prefer the word emotional." Mm. Um, and I, it, it really struck a chord with me last week because that's what would have been said back in the generation, you oh, know, he's mental.
1: And where do we go when we use that word? And then, the and then back yeah. in that day, we then think they're a
0: fruit loop, yeah. a nutcase. Nutter. They're yeah. going to end up in some sort of Victorian yeah. home. We're Institution.
1: Gonna, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, and so if if I can have your blessing, I'd like to use that word for me going forward. Please. With my emotional wellness. Yeah. Um, which yeah. I struggle. But it's interesting. It, it it wasn't allowed. It wasn't a thing to do. Mm. So what darren said to you was right because you, you go i don't you found the courage to talk about it
1: yeah it, it's just um I, I don't know i think i was just i'm not I'm, maybe i'm just different to them you know i'm curious i want i want to understand myself i don't want to block my emotions you know i am a very deeply feeling person but i i think i said to you but i have this fierceness and i think it confuses people because they think god you've got such emotional depth but by god i'm not afraid to sort of put up a fight if I need to so I think that's a little bit of an anomaly but I think I've had to have that fire because I don't know if I hadn't have had that where I'd be and that's me being really honest so I was saying to the driver on the way here you know being really we had a lovely little chat and I said you know with my upbringing I could have gone down a very messy path yeah. very yeah. messy but I chose to be the carer I took on the role of being the parent
0: but you, you did that, again, If um, just on some of my research, you did that from, I think, your statements where you felt you had chronic burnout and anxiety. Yeah. yeah. So, And you said you've just made the point that you could have easily gone down another road. Yeah. Where did you get that energy, that um, power? Because a lot of people don't, do they? They get themselves. If someone who suffers from anxiety and they've had burnout, uh, and they've had challenges in their life. It's very easy. I mean, the people that are coming out and talking to me now are saying there are days they don't want to get out of bed.
1: That mm. I know that feeling very how,
0: well. How, 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 okay. So how, how? Where does it come? Where do? Is there something we can find? Did it? Was it the exercises that got us here? For you, for me, mine, mine's in a different way. And and on all of the Blighty Talks bricks, I touch on on this situation of uh, emotional wellness. Mm. To see what mechanisms they use. And people do, do, they use different mechanisms. And I think I'm trying to get that out with the the help of people like yourself Mm. so that people are struggling to, it it might be just one thing that clicks in for them.
1: I think, do you know what, if there's anyone here listening, anyone listening to this now, is no feeling is permanent. You know, because it throws you into complete state of helplessness when you feel anxious, it makes you feel very small. And it, in a way it's sort of almost, um, we believe it's, it's unconsciously like a protection to stop us from moving into our life. So something has happened in our lives that is sort of, um, and I think more people, some people are more susceptible to anxiety, generally quite deep thinkers, quite sensitive people. And when I use the word sensitive, and I talked about this on the way here, I don't mean soft, I mean we just feel things more we have more awareness of what's going around us. I was like that from since I was very young. So I think it was something that was just, I I was born with as well. I had this curiosity and this awareness from a very young age. And, but also, you know, I've got to say, I was very lucky. You know, I, I only, I sort of, I realized the storm that was brewing within me when Darren and I were together and I had my first child that's when all of my upbringing, all of my childhood sort of came um, out of me in a, in a very powerful way that was very uncomfortable because I, I, becoming a mother to me was everything I ever wanted, but it reminded me of what I lacked in my life. Right. So, but I had the luxury of being able to afford some of the best care I had, and it was a luxury because I know there's so many people there struggling in high-rise buildings who have got kids, they've got no support. I was very lucky, so I need to say that. I could get the help, I could pay for it, I could get myself into therapy. And I think, um, but also you have to want to do it. I wanted to do it. So um, I I think a big part of it is you've gotta just be not afraid to move into something that's very uncomfortable, which is looking yourself deeply in the mirror and working through some very uncomfortable layers of your life um i think that's probably a, a, a great strength for people when I, they can
0: do that and I, I can understand that because it was for me um i i went to a lovely upbringing in the east end of london i was loved but no money mm. um obviously of an age where it wasn't uh, it was frowned upon to talk about your emotional mm. feelings um but as I got older, I think COVID affected me really badly. Mm. Um, You know, lockdown wasn't, I wasn't a supporter of a lockdown. Mm. That gets me into hot water with some people. Mm. Um, I'm certainly not a lover of Great Britain PLC working from home. Mm. Um, But I think that and other things just got the better of me. Mm. And I ended up in not a dark place where I couldn't get out of bed, because for some reason I had lots of energy, Mm. but I looked into that mirror, which has never been a great, great look for me anyway. Um, but um, I looked into that mirror, and, and like you say, I'd, I really didn't like what I saw. And, and that was my behavior patterns that were irrational, mm. unfair. Um, and, and that was my starting point. Mm. And the one thing that I've said to people is, as long as you recognize you've got a problem, there is help. Mm. But until you recognize that,
1: it's the awareness. Right. Yeah, I, I say it's the awareness. So with anything, you know, whether it be you want to start, you know, doing a training thing, whether you want to get some emotional support, whether you want to create better relationships, you're not going to do it. Whether you want to change a bad habit, none of that happens if the penny doesn't drop. And you do. That's why pen. people end up in addiction because they 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 just want to steamroll their way through. And I I completely understand. that happens and i've i've lived very closely with that um with a sort of external family member i've seen the the destruction but it's almost like they weren't aware they just wanted to keep numbing so awareness 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 and then trust trust that you're going to be okay um and also you know it's that when you look in the mirror it's it's you need to peel back all of those layers of life that have given you the identification of who you are today who were you before all of those things came into your life who were you before you know the success or the material things you have who is that person i'm looking at stripped back completely well is a difficult question for a it is a difficult,
0: it's a difficult question this is a um, a difficult conversation um one of the things that uh, did strike me i mean it's we're getting some real good feedback now from the people that are mm-hmm. starting to watch podcasts, which is brilliant to be, because it's all down to my guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the, the other thing that you carry on is, which is now becoming part of this podcast, is I have lovely people on. And, and just spending 15 minutes with you so far, I can just tell mm-hmm. you're a lovely person. Mm-hmm. And it's so nice. But one of the things that I want to do, are we getting this? My, my, the audience that's watching me, uh, I'm being told, is between 29 and 40. Mm -hmm. mainly Mal, do we get this emotional question out early enough? So we talk about the things, (laughs) our upbringing, we talk about, you know, ages against me, um, nearly 60, but I wonder now if I'd had some uh, better freedom as a youngster, I'm not talking about the older people, as a youngster to express. Do we get that message out to, to those people at the moment?
1: I think we are. I think we're getting there. It's changed greatly. I, I mean, my sons are 26 and 29. And even when they were small, I would really encourage them to cry. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't, dash yourself up, shut up. That's the wimps. It's such bad language to use because again, a conversation had on the way here, I think for men, you know, our ancestors, as you know, the males were going out hunting so they'd have their weapons in their hand. They were just thinking of one thing, putting food on the table, surviving. The women were all communicating. They were all gathering. They were all talking. They were multitasking. And actually, it's quite similar now. You know, the men still feel they've got to go out and, and, and sort of um, provide and, you know, not show the emotions. So I think, again, for anybody, you know, please encourage Men, I feel very passionately about helping. i work with men as well because I'm a mother of two men and it's so important. I encourage them greatly. It's like TED Talks going off in my kitchen. And, that, and I said, believe me, one day, I hope you remember these conversations because I never want you to feel, we've lost two friends to suicide, very close friends of ours, men. Beautiful, beautiful people. And when those things have happened, I've said, promise me, promise me you never, ever feel that there's no way out. There's always a way out.
0: Yeah.
1: Never give up, promise me, come to me with anything. Whether it's medicine, therapy, something, I will I will support you,
0: you and, know. And I've had that as well, to, you know, um, there were suicides that were in, involved in my life before COVID, but uh, a couple, to be honest. Mm. Um, since COVID now, there's, there's seven or eight situations. Mm. Um, a couple close, but... Mm. Um, and it seems more prevalent. Mm. It seems, I don't. and I don't, I don't know whether that's social media. I know this is social media, I get in trouble again, but whether social media oh, is out of control, of pressure. puts loads of pressure yeah. on, we've got to look great, we've got to sound great, we've got to do this, got to do that. We've got
1: to look a certain way, be a certain size, dress a certain way, train so many times. It's endless. I'm 55, I feel it. And that's a 27 years of experience with work, the inner work. So if I can be triggered by it, at times not always not very often actually how are young girls and young men feeling looking yeah. at that who don't have that experience that i've got that that's um that's tough
0: one, one of the other things that's um that's registered with me from conversations and, and as i say i work with a lot of females and and, and i'll take the ignorance blame here i'm quite happy to take it for men in general here is the menopause you know it's men have the menopause well so i'm told yeah um so i'm told um we're not we're not very good at understanding it and and our way and i spend a lot of time in, in male company is to knock it off with a joke and i just think now i think wow well, we need to understand it better. Mm. You know, I'm a, I'm a bit naive to it and need to wise up to it and get a better understanding of it. And again, if I think about having that conversation 30 years ago, I would have gotten after
1: yeah. it. Yeah, uh, again, another thing like with breathwork, menopause, I work with, um, you know, someone who's very prominent within this industry. She's just bought out a book. It's on the bestsellers list. I'm one of her sort of top facilitators. She's got an app. It's, it's a conversation that's got to be had. You know, I, I got thrust into mine early through, I had a couple of traumas quite close together and just I went from having normality to a shit show, oh. is the way I'm gonna describe it. It was like, what is happening? And it, it's it's like, I can only describe it as something entering your body and you don't know who you are anymore. It is horrendous for some women, uh, for a lot of women actually, not some. Um, it's it's an absolute roller coaster. You don't know what's happening with your body. Your body shape changes, so you're you're almost grieving. You're old. You know you're not loving yourself as much anymore. But then your mind is going into a, a myriad of stories about yourself. You've got all the physical symptoms. It isn't pleasant is, is, at all.
0: And 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 I've asked a few friends since I've been doing a podcast. Um, I've asked a few of my male friends. And the, the answer that comes back is, we don't know what to do. Now, okay, you can go and read up on yeah. the internet, you can go and get, but in, is there something that generally for, we've got 29 to 40 year olds here, getting yeah. a bigger following day by day. Um, is there three things, three bits of advice that you could give to us, uh, that age group and, and older? What can us men do to help? If we feel that our partner is is going through the menopause, we we it's like everything. It. I just, I'm 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 not very good at dealing with members of my family that become ill
1: because
0: mm. it's because you want to fix it. Well, because I, men, I want to fix it. Men men want to be it. fixers. I can't fix yeah. it. Yeah, and and I I struggle with it. Mm. Yeah, struggle.
1: Well, the first thing is you can't fix it. So if you take that pressure off yourself then you're sort of a little bit more open because you're not putting that expectation on to fix it. Um, Secondly is listen, just listen. You know, try not to react quite as much because I remember I was highly reactive. I was, but I was dealing with sort of the difficult things that sort of thrust me into it in the first place. So I was unraveling from all of that as well. So you become very irrational. I was very irrational. I was very short-tempered and then it can become a battle and then when you get in locked in a battle, um, the symptoms of the menopause always become worse. So it's a vicious circle. So it's almost like you can't fix it. Just listen and just empathy, em- just empathise. Uh, but more importantly, yeah, get the education. Do do a little bit of reading up on it. I used to say to Darren, please read this. Listen to this podcast. You know, there's great podcasts out there, and I know it can be boring just the more um, sort of armed we are with any challenge that we're dealing with personally or with somebody we love the more educated you are on it the more you're going to be able to sit in a really sort of present state with that person instead of you know we're always going to get into battles it's going to happen but um, you're not normal if you don't but just don't bite at every sort of reaction if if you know your partner um, is going through quite a challenge with the menopause it's it's, 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 it's not nice at all to go through, it's, it's horrible. This, this
0: Blighty Talks Bricks is, is aimed at the property market. Mm. There's a clue in the title. Um, but it's about trying to actually get a wider understanding of what our life's about for us to understand out mm. that. We do have a problem in this country yeah. with not enough homes. Um, we're three and a half to four million short. Yeah. Um, we're not building enough um and there was a great guy who, who sadly passed away tony pisley who once said to me that if we don't provide uh accommodation and, and f- the opportunity for everyone in the country mm. to live yeah um there and treat them like animals they'll end up like animals
1: exactly and there's so, a whole
0: different problem and so what i don't want this to be is this to be oh we'll, we'll just go and build property yes yeah. build the right kind of property yeah. in the right kind of environment yeah. for the right kind of cultures but actually to all to understand that the processes we make come from actually understanding ourselves.
1: Exactly. And I say to people, interestingly, when you were saying that, I thought I, did a, uh, I do a Sunday night session and I always refer to this as our home, not the house. Yeah. That's material. Material is, is nothing, really. This is the home we need to be looking after. You want to look at this as your bricks and mortar. This needs all of our sort of love and attention. Yes, we, we want a nice, cozy, comfortable home. Doesn't have to be anything you know, extravagant. It's, um, you know, and we have the safety of that bricks and mortar and we have a lovely bed, but actually this is what we need to be looking after. So I always say to people, how is your home feeling or looking right now? And they can sort of go, what? How's yeah. your landscape? How's your, how's your, how is this all feeling? How is your home? And then when they sort of just start to sort of calm and just quieten things down, you can have really big responses just from asking them that one question. There can be tears just coming yeah. out, of their che- out of their eyes, rolling down their cheeks, and you think, I haven't really asked them anything. But they're never looking inward. They're always looking externally.
0: So the cold water bit came to me um, because if I go back seven, eight, nine months now, where I realized I had a problem. Um, one of the things that I'd looked at was, and I'd seen it through sport. Really, mm.
1: Um,
0: and how do I get better? Um, because <laughs> if I had my way, I'd be going in, in a, like, um, a snorkel, flippers a, a deep, a yeah, Eskimo suit. suit. Yeah, uh, yeah, Yeah. Well, everything, to, everything, oh yeah. How, how do I, how do I overcome this challenge? Cause I'm sure there's, I know there's other people that are a bit like me. Yeah,
1: this. of course. And, and do you know, what? I have days, I think it's just don't again, Um, I think we can look at Google and look at Instagram again and see people going under the ice. And it's that whole sort of um, intimidation and expectation that then we put on ourselves. With the cold, anything under 15 degrees, you're going to get benefits from. Under 15, 15 degrees and below or 16 degrees and below, you'll get benefit from. So I'd say don't, if you're doing it, just go, that's enough. So sometimes I'll have my tank set at maybe eight degrees yeah. you know because I've got one of those machines so I think no nah, I'm just I don't want to do anything that's that's hard enough for me at that's moment. okay yes see I didn't know
0: that. Do you know
1: eight degrees is actually a really nice sort of 10 or eight, ten to 8 um, or down to 8 is a really good maintenance then if you want to sort of I almost refer to it as picking up a heavier weight in a gym but you've adapted to the sort of 8 to 10 then take it down just start to take it down a little bit but don't, you've got to be really careful to not push it too much because then you're going to end up depleted. So a lot of people get into this ego dipping. You know, oh, I'm going to do 20 minutes in zero. You're going to be absolutely screwed next week. 20 minutes? Yes, yeah, some people Jesus, are doing so do, I, I, do. I had an inbox message the other day that I actually did a reel on or a live the other day I talked about the cold. because so everyone's getting really excited because it's really cold and there's ice on top of their tanks. And it's like, how long should I do? Whoa, this is amazing. And it's like somebody messaged me and went, oh, I did, um, I felt a bit weird. I came out of a lake. It was my first swim with a friend and I did 10 minutes at three degrees. I felt really dizzy. I couldn't get my breath. And I said, you did 10 minutes for your first swim at three degrees. That's brutal. So it's just sort of another reflection of how we're living our lives, you know, not being gentle with ourselves. We've evolved to feel we've got to be doing, 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 achieving, achieving. This, got to look this way, got to be this way. And I think my my voice now it seems to be you don't have to be, and you don't have to be. One
0: um, one more final bit. When 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 I lose when I get into uh, my cold tub and mm. I'm, and I and I'm, and I'm, I'm you want to gasp? Yeah. Is is there any is there any trick? Is it? Yes.
1: Yeah. The the so the technique would be so you've got the tank. I mean and, and it's the same when you're going into the sea. Obviously with the sea you've got that gradients generally so you're stepping probably unless you go running in but a lot of people don't want to do that in the winter so with your tank for i for example you want to sort of take your breath in as you're about to step in then you step in so you actually step into the water using your exhale so because i want you to you know our inhale i think of as our sort of intention our active part of our breath and then the exhale is almost where we're letting go we are just going i'm so
0: I'm best to go in slowly.
1: So step in on your exhale, yeah. but then don't hang around, because the more you hang around and you don't get your butt right. down, your mind is gonna come in and go, don't like this, this is really uncomfortable. I'm not really in the mood. You'll come up with biblical lengths of excuses in about 10 seconds to get out. So I generally, I'm quite sort of right, come on in, so they're stood up, and then you lower down again, you take another inhale while you're stood up in the tank, and then lower down on your exhale. So just remember, I step in to the water on the exhale, I breathe in again, and then I lower down on the exhale. So it's literally just two rounds of inhale and exhale. Okay. The exhale is used for actually the introduction to the water and then the lowering down into the water. So basically in four weeks time, this is on eBay, cause I won't need this no more then will I? No, no, cause I, when I get out, um, cause you haven't been to our house, but I'm going to get you over there. Um, I've got about 100 metres to walk from my tanks and I was doing that in the snow in a swimsuit coming out the tank walking up my garden on the floor that's literally like needles under my feet because it was all frozen a bit of reflexology or acupuncture and I'm walking up my garden because I feel warm because I've just gone in a big cold tank. Talking about
0: feeling warm um, and I do feel warm in it and, it's, um, and uh, when I get involved in charities i get mm. you know darren and i are doing something for a charity that's close to your heart which is careful mm. wild just give me a couple of minutes on careful wild.
1: oh they are i mean petronelle is um the most i think you uh, you met her at our event she's uh the most inspiring woman i've ever met and i don't say that easily to people she's certainly on my inspirational list and it's a very mutual relationship we have. So um, they are the largest rhino orphanage in the world. So they are... Rhino orphanage? Yeah. Just so, that word, just
0: those two words, I mean, make me smile.
1: Yeah. So um, so they recover. Uh, so they will get a call from the bush, wherever that is. So the Kruger, wherever they've... Found you know babies that um, are left behind or traumatised, and their mothers have been brutally murdered for their horns, which serve no purpose. Uh, the horn is like our fingernails, um, and just uh, through you can imagine through lockdown, it was it was terrible what was going on, and then there's some of the images, and, and so Darren and I, we, we so they bring in, they they um, look after them like they are children. They are cared for, they have the best medical care, they have the best medical teams, vets, um, security, uh, dog teams, horseback teams, security. But it is the most beautiful place on earth. You go there and you just feel, you'd love it. You'd love it. Um, I've done some cold therapy with them there in an old retro tub in the middle of this most beautiful space with rhinos in the background. So that's probably my most memorable uh, session.
0: Is it, I mean, I think we're in um, recession. I'm, certainly the property mm. industries. Lots of charities that are close to my heart are struggling for income. Yeah. Um, is that the same for them?
1: You know, they're doing okay, but we've got to just sort of keep doing what we can. So, i.e. with the golf day, you know, we did that last year. I think this year we won't do the big gala dinner, but we'll do sort of something a little bit lighter just because we've got a lot on this year. So, it's it's quite a big task, organising those events and as much as i say i've done all the inner work i still like things just so i'm very particular yeah, yeah, absolutely. when my name's on the tin I, you know i'm quite um you know i like everything just so so i just said this year let's have a year off and we'll, we'll maybe do a golf day where it's a bit more light a bit more fun yep um and if that raises 50 grand brilliant you transfer that over in um the South African Rand, is it? Yeah, it's Rand, menopause brain there. There we go, I can keep, just keep <laughs> throwing that called, card my, in. Mine's not
0: menopause, a, mine's called lack of intelligence.
1: Mine's menopause. So I'm just gonna just keep laying that one out there. Um, so yeah, you know, I think it's 20 to one. Do you know, 20 their Rand to the pound. So I mean, that that's loads Big isn't it?
0: yeah. Well, you can be assured of my support. Thank you. Um, I, you know, Thank I'll, you so I'll certainly do what, what I can at my end. Um, Talking about support, thank you very much for coming on. No, um, thank you for having me. I cannot believe how quickly time's flown. I know. Um, and again, you've just carried out. I mean, the the, the thing that strikes me the most about the, the podcast, the Blighty Talks Brits bit, is the people that come on, and I've had a variation already, got a lovely list of people coming up. They're all just wonderful human beings. Mm. Um, and I think in this cruel world that we're in, you know, wars going off everywhere. Most of the news you read is negative. Mm. I think it's really nice to actually be, for me, it's been an absolute pleasure to spend time with these people and, and you it. But, Anna, thank you very much.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. Um, I'm looking forward to putting this on eBay and getting out my <laughs> cold water and feeling warm. And I'm gonna put all of that down to your You'll be
1: fine, you, <laughs> you'll be fine. Honestly, you'll be fine. I think I'd just like to leave this with any listeners if they're particularly struggling, you're not alone and no feeling is permanent.
0: I'm not gonna add anything to those fantastic words. Anna, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Listeners, um, viewers, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure for me to have Anna Marie Doth on today. Um, Look after yourselves, take care, and um, just remember those lovely words from Anna.